0: Welcome to the Book Club Life podcast, where we talk about life using books and their themes, quotes, and even conversations with the authors themselves. I'm your host, Jenny Snow. Thanks for joining. Here we go. Welcome to the Book Club Life. I'm Jenny Snow, and I am so excited to bring back Gabriel Meyer to the show. Um, I recently read her book, When the Day Comes. There was so much hype about it and um, so I just was like I'm just gonna check it out secretly listening to it maybe never gonna mention it if it wasn't my style <laughs> oh my gosh I loved it uh, my only dilemma was immediately read book two or wait and do it with my book club so my book club is reading it and I'm already getting text messages oh my gosh this is <laughs> so good I just got book two it's a series of three so um, Gabe thank you for being on the show today
1: yeah, thanks for having me
0: um, so, um, if you're familiar with the show, uh, or for those who are new, basically I'm just gonna ask Gabe a bunch of book club questions about the book. It's gonna be spoiler-free, um, so I have to be very careful just doing overarching themes. Um, but if you are a Patreon member of the show, um, there is a special spoiler edition that Gabe has agreed to do, so I'm excited to ask her some questions that, um, that are just for that group. But um, I can't wait to dive in. There's so much going on in this book. <laughs> so much going on. Um, so first just tell us a little bit about when the day comes and um, a little about, about yourself or somebody who hasn't heard of you before. Sure.
1: So, When the Day Comes is the first book in my Timeless series. Um, It's about a young woman who is born with a gift. She lives in 1774 Colonial Williamsburg. When she goes to sleep there, she wakes up in 1914 New York City. When she goes to sleep there, she's back in Williamsburg. No time passes while she's gone. And on her 21st birthday, she has to choose which of those lives to keep and which to forfeit forever. So yeah, sold already, right? <laughs> so um I this is actually my um 25th published book since then I've published more but um it is my first Full-length historical novel, um, my first with Bethany House, and um, one of my very favorites. We're not supposed to have favorites, but it really it is one of my favorites. I, I love reading it. I can see why. And look,
0: she got an endorsement from Julie Claussen, which I'm sure was awesome. Yes. As well. Um. So, so 1774. You said yes. A lot of poli- politics going on, going on, a lot of upheaval, a lot of differing opinions, um, just turmoil there and people choosing sides, you know, right before the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And then contrasted with the Gilded Age, with 1914 still to yes. the Gilded Age. It, with at the very end of it. Okay, but. just lots of excess and superficial mm-hmm. busyness, um, which honestly, I can see a lot of mm-hmm. uh, similar things about both time periods. Yeah in the life we live now. So, um, for the first quote, let's just dive right in. Oh, but I do want to tell you, uh, we have a special announcement at the end of the show. Um, so, definitely stick around for that. Um, you're going to want to hear it. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, uh, the quote that I want to ask you about that stuck, 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 stuck out to me, <laughs> um, but if you do that, you will make your positions known, and people will be forced to choose whether they are for you or against you. And that really stood out to me because I feel that in my own life now, like even just if I'm gonna like a post or not, I feel that people are just ready to judge me either way. Mm -hmm. You didn't like it, you liked it, how dare you, and just cut off friendships. I've actually had longtime friends that cut me off and I hope this isn't too political to say, I'm not even gonna say, I'm not gonna choose a side, but when 2020 hit and yes. there were the vaccines, it was very controversial whether you're gonna do it. And I felt like it was a leap of faith whether I did it or not. And I did make a decision, but, um, but either way, I was like, I'm just making my best guess here, mm-hmm. You know, just doing what I feel peace about or not doing what I feel peace about and somebody unfriended me over that and just said they don't care about me, they don't care about anyone that's not on their side, they're ready to cut people off. And I thought that was so sad. And so I wanted to ask you, um, with this time, the world that we live in, there's a need for moral courage, and how do you handle the choice between making your positions known and influencing people for the better and just making an impact on society, or hiding your positions and just keeping yourself safe and staying out of it and just trying to stay under the radar?
1: That's a tough one. You know, when I wrote this book, I actually wrote it in 2020, um, in November 2020. So it was the height of of the pandemic and a lot of that controversy and, you know, not a lot has changed since then. but when I I remember specifically writing that quote, and because they were during the uh, just right before the American Revolution started, and Libby's um, mother was talking about that that you have to stand up and make a decision, but if you do, you have to you know deal with the consequences. So it's not an easy thing for any of us like you said right. sometimes I'm like should I like this post should I not like this post should I share this post should I not should I speak up about this issue and um, I don't I don't know if there's any right or wrong answer what right. we should do because oftentimes I feel like if I stand too firmly on an issue I am going to lose an entire audience of people right. that might be you're there
0: to serve everyone right you have a a service for them, you know, an experience for them, and you don't want to just cut them off and be like...
1: Yeah. Yep. And I don't... And another quote that Mama says to Libby um, has to do with the fact that um, there's another person who's making a decision that Libby disagrees with, and Mama says to her, you don't know where he came from or what his life... Right. Choices have been, or his experiences, that to give him these opinions about the war, and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of people. Um, a lot of the controversial topics of our day, like vaccination, whether you wore masks or not during the COVID right. outbreak, weren't like biblical, in my opinion. Right. They weren't like they weren't moral. Moral. Yeah. And so, I, if you chose to do it, if you didn't choose to do it, whatever your comfort level was, you know. It's, it's, it's a heavy topic. I think all right. of us feel the weight of, of these decisions that we make every day. So um, I just, I feel like you have to be true to who you are and who God created you to be and the Holy Spirit speaking to you about what your convictions are and then go out and do it confidently. Yeah, whichever good. way that is. Yeah, that's good.
0: For me, I want to believe the best of everyone when I can. Um, and I want to, like, even if I think they're making the total wrong decision, I want to care about them and be like, I still care about you. I'm just going to pray that God enlightens you or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't cut people off. I right. mean, unless they're like trying to murder me, you know, I'm going <laughs> to cut them off but, um, <laughs> uh, and protect my family because I have a moral obligation yes. to do that as well. Mm-hmm but um, I wish society had a little bit more understanding for just, it's a difficult choice, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of, a lot of times, um, but then there are other things that are just totally yeah, obvious. Yes,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so here is another quote. Um, what makes us different from anyone else? Why must we not pay a cost for freedom? Is it everyone else's job to sacrifice so that we can enjoy the benefits of their payment? Nay, freedom isn't free, Libby. The price is far greater than anyone realizes." So as we were talking about, sometimes the problems in the world do seem so big. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about the Sound of Freedom movie. I haven't seen it yet. I do plan to. I know that human trafficking and um, that is a, a big issue all over the world. Um, and I do know that we have a responsibility to do our part. So. What would you say, um, well I want to ask you, do you um, contribute to your community in any way like that Um, and what would you say to somebody who's like, I want to make a difference, I just don't know where to start?
1: Right. So um, this is a topic that we talk a lot about with our children, they're becoming adults and um, the world is so... Broken, and no matter what side of the, the aisle you would sit on, um, we can all agree that just things are not as we would hope that they would be. Um, and when you look at the world around you, it, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. There's so much, there's so much need, there's so much that needs to be dealt with and fixed. Um, and so one of the ways that I don't get overwhelmed is that I think about like a battle and you have all of the different soldiers who are doing their job. You've got um, mm. the, the general who's in charge and then he gives orders to all of the soldiers and each one, there's a master plan but each one has a specific job to fulfill. And I look at that as, as part of God's kingdom, he's our general and he places each of us in a strategic place whether that's um, an actual location or whether it's a position that we're in of authority. And he gives us a specific job. And it's not my job to worry about what you're mm-hmm. doing. It's not my job to worry about what God is asking you to do. It's my right. job to, to do the work that he has called me to do. And so, excuse me. So I, that's how I kind of look at the world around me. Like yeah. I can't worry about, you know, like human trafficking is huge. I did see the sound of freedom. And you walk away feeling like, oh, how can we make a difference? Like, I am i can't go to the wilds of right? wherever, you know, the jungle and you can't and go healthies. undercover and right. extract them yourself, right? But the gentleman in the movie, that's what he was called to do. Right. And so um, what can I do? So then I asked myself from the position that I'm in, what can I do? Can I pray? Absolutely. Can we give financially? Absolutely. Um, and so in my own community, we live in a community of about nine thousand people, and um, there's need here as well and I have to look at it that same way. Um, one of the ways that we felt called to serve is my husband ran for city council this last year, and he was elected and Ooh. that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so he's doing that work but I'm supporting him doing that work and so you know um, lots of ways like that that we serve and help and raising my children I feel is like the biggest battlefield yeah um, for whatever work that God has for them so yeah I I feel like every day look for ways to serve but don't get overwhelmed that there's just so much because I feel like that paralyzes us.
0: For sure, I know that um, I can have a tendency to get overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, they need another teacher at the school. I have a teaching degree, I could go do that. Oh, society's a mess, I should run for office. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm doing this book thing. Um, Yeah, you can't do it all. Mm -hmm. So I loved what you said about just finding your spot and be faithful Mm -hmm. in your spot, Um, I love that. Um, Okay, here's another quote I liked. We must take whatever joy can be found from each day and not borrow tomorrow's sorrow." So um, I think, I want to say that was advice from uh, Libby's mother to her yeah. um, and I thought that was such good advice. Um, so do you ever struggle with sadness or with worry about the future and um, how do you handle that? How do you deal with stressful situations and still um, not only choose joy but actually experience joy um, i have a shirt that says choose joy and sometimes the choosing of joy is really hard and so yep. how do you
1: well i think come you just that? you nailed it um when i was younger oh, i used to worry so much and a lot of the advice that mama gives libby is either advice that my own mother has given me or that i've had to give to my daughters and um I just remember uh, there's a Bible verse, it's um, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And um, the choice is set before us. The Bible says, I set before you life and death, Mm -hmm. blessing and curses, choose life that you and your descendants may live. And as as a child growing up, I used to think that worry or sadness or not having peace was something I couldn't control. I had to ask God for it, like, please give me peace. But yeah. as I got older, I realized that the Bible says, my peace, I, I give, give you. And I was like, he gave it to me. So now I get to choose whether or not I it. accept it and walk in it. Yeah. And so it, it is a choice. He gave us a choice. And um, sometimes we get lost in the worry and the fear and mm-hmm. we forget its a choice. Um, so just the reminder of yeah. this is a choice and I can make it. Um, but yeah. Um, For
0: me, just to add on to that, um, whenever I am just feeling sad and overwhelmed, I usually am like, okay, I need to draw extra close to the Lord and just tell Him how I'm feeling and draw close to Him and He's, you know, my joy and my peace. And then just like verbally give it over to Him and say, Mm -hmm. Lord, I'm casting this care on you. Um, I can't handle it, so I just, I give it to you. And just releasing the responsibility of knowing what the future, you know, cause mm-hmm. I can't know anyway. And also choosing to be thankful. So just going on a walk and thank you for this beautiful blue sky. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my family, you know, and just listing all the things yeah. that you're so glad that you have really changes the perspective and the feelings kind of follow that yep. along. Um, okay, so a lot of this novel, um, so good guys. I can't even tell you how good it was. Um, a lot of the theme is destiny versus choice. Mm-hmm. She has to make that choice. Um, so how in your opinion are those two related? Um, what what is our part and what is destiny?
1: That's a the big <laughs> theological question. Tell us the prog- right the answers I to the world. Um, you know, I think we all struggle with that. Like what, what does God preordain or what does God predestine and what part is our part? And, um, I wish I had all the answers, but one of the themes that I explore in here is God's sovereignty, that despite the fact that sometimes we make the wrong choices or we know what the right choice is and we just don't want to do it, that God still is sovereign and his will is still going to be accomplished. And, um, I I think what my personal opinion is is that we get to make the choice but God already knows what choice that is that we're going to make Mm -hmm. and so we're not forced to make these decisions um, uh, but we get to make them and sometimes there are consequences that have to be dealt with um, and other times we're walking right in God's will and it's awesome Yeah. but yeah this particular book was um, I didn't even set out to have that theme. I, I don't usually set out to have a theme. I set up the structure of the book. I plot it out. I figure out all of the scenes, put the characters in, and then that's the journey that God takes me on is to discover what is it that, that the book is going that to explore. With. Yeah. And so that's that's a fun, well, the whole thing is fun for me, but that's the fun part that I discover as I go along. So, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, despite the fact that Libby has this plan that in her mind, and we all I think do this, where we're Mm -hmm. like, this is what I want. Um, She then has a series of events that prevent that plan from taking place. But ultimately God is sovereign, he's in control and he loves her, he loves her dearly. And so it's for his glory and for her good.
0: Um, So my pastor actually recently uh, preached on something that I thought fit right into that question. And he was basically saying, you know, we're supposed to sow seeds. You know, God gives us our talents, our our giftings, and we're not supposed to just bury them in the ground. Like, you know, you're not gonna be a writer if you never sit down to write. You're not gonna be a teacher if you don't go ahead and take the necessary classes that you have to take to get your certification. So, whatever it is, you just plant the seeds, and you see what God grows mm-hmm. and, um, and how it all works together. And then I totally agree with what you said, that God's will is sovereign and He can take even our mess ups um, and make something beautiful out of them. He can redeem any situation, any person. And that is beautiful to see as well. Um, so, if you are enjoying this interview so far, would you give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and consider subscribing? And if you're listening from the podcast, I would love it if you would leave a review, an honest review would be great. Um, and that helps other people uh, find the show. And so now we're gonna go into the uh, bonus round. So first I wanna ask you, uh, what are you working on right now? And where can people find you? And then we'll get into the others.
1: Okay. So, um, right now, I am just about to start the final edits for book three in the Timeless series. Um, and I can't say too much about that, but I love this series. Each book is completely different from the others, um, but yet it still has the same elements that I think people right. really enjoyed in book one. And then I am also working on another cozy mystery for Guideposts. So I I write three different for three different publishers, and so um, I saw you in Walmart
0: the other day. Not you, but
1: your book. I was like, Oh, look! (laughs) I know her. She's in Walmart. That's so cool. I also write for Love Inspired for their contemporary line. That's awesome. Um, So I remember when I
0: was first reading this. um, (laughs) Forgive me for being (laughs) judgy, but I was like. So she's living two lives at the same time. So she has to choose when she's 21, but that really means she's 42. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, just thinking that. And then sure enough, it
1: said it in the book. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, you thought of this. Yes. <laughs> that is something that people say to me. Like, uh, as soon as I have a question, it's like you answered it right after yes, I have the question. Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like the old soul. You know, she's yes. 21 physically, but right. mentally and emotionally, she's She's living 41,
0: two lives, 42. yeah. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Just Good. so unique and very smart and witty and just like i'm like wow that is so (laughs) cool that you thought of this so because it was so good because i loved it so much it's one of my favorite books of the past year um so i want our bonus round to be a little bit some for the writers What's your process and what's your advice for aspiring writers?
1: So I am what I call a super superplotter. Um, I sit down and I figure out what I want to happen with the story before I even start writing the first page. So I know everything that's going to happen in the story. Um, and I have it scene by scene plotted out. And part of the reason I do that is because I write six books a year. And um, I try to work out all of the plot holes before I write the book so that I don't have to rewrite the book. Right. And that's one of the biggest time suckers, if you want to use that word, um, for authors. And so. Do you have a
0: method you use or like a certain book that you go by or plan? I know so, there's several out there. There
1: are, and I've kind of, you know, created my own over the years, my own process, but I probably most closely resemble um, Susan May Warren's process. Okay. I've taken lots of classes from her and read she's all brilliant. of her books, and yes. she's a good friend of mine. And so um, she was the one that actually encouraged me to write fast. Like, she's like, if you can do it. And so okay. I do. And it, that's it's, awesome. Does yeah. it help you keep track of the story better too?
0: If like you're Kat. just really in it yes. and you mm-hmm. do the whole story instead of like where was I yeah. and that kind of stuff.
1: So this book, um, it took me about a week to plot, and then um, wow. my first draft of it, it only took me four weeks to write. Wow. So and is this is book what number? Uh, well, that one was book twenty-five when it okay. really twenty-five. So, so don't be discouraged. No, if you don't no. A week. <laughs> and I had been and I had been writing for almost um, ten years at that point too. Okay. So. Yeah. So, you know, I had a lot of experience under my belt. And so, um, so that's my process. And then, um, I go through and edit it and then send it off to my editor. And then she comes back with content edits. Um, my best advice is write a book and then set it aside and write the next one and set it aside. Um, that you're going to learn the most, when you write a new book. Like, if you stay on the same book for several years mm. and you're rewriting and you're rewriting, you're not learning a new process. You're not right. learning you know, characterization or um, anything like that um, if you're working on the same book over and over. So I actually had six full-length books that I had written before this one got published with Bethany House and I had okay. several other books already published, but right. um, that kind of genre and style. So. Okay. That's my best advice. That's Just really good advice. Keep going. Yes.
0: Um, okay. What is your favorite dessert?
1: I love. It's Called Java Chunk Ice Cream. It's just basically okay. a coffee ice cream with little Ooh, chunks of. Does chocolate. it have caffeine in it? It does. Okay. <laughs> I don't do well with caffeine. So do you eat it at night or in the no, afternoon? Or? No, well, and I don't eat it very often. Okay. Um, but when I do, I have to do it earlier in the day or else I literally, a bowl of it will keep me up at nights. I just can't handle caffeine. Caffeine. So, so what is the brand that makes it's it? It's called Kemp's and Kemp's, Kemp's is a Minnesota brand. It's a Minnesota. Okay. It's a very popular so Minnesota.
0: Little tip brand. for Minnesotans <laughs> and we'll just imagine it for yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's pretty good,
0: it's, yeah. Okay, so I am super excited to ask you this question. Where will you be on Friday, December 8th of
1: 2023? I'm so excited, I will be with Jenny. Woo-hoo! We are going to be, and you can tell more about it but Yes, it is going... a Christmas for the books and you're gonna bring some books, right? Yes. That people
0: can buy and you'll mm-hmm. sign. Um, we're gonna be there with Laura France, Gabriel Meyer, Jocelyn Green and Becky Wade. So. Mm-hmm. Four um, amazing authors at, um, and you can find information at jennysnow.net forward slash Christmas 2023. And um, I was telling my friends about it and one of them said, you know, Jenny, I think you're gonna sell out and it's gonna be faster than you think. So I would encourage you to get a early Christmas for, for yourself and your uh, best bookish friend or your mom and sister or everybody. Um, and get your tickets right away. If it's already sold out by the time you get there, then just go on the waiting list. We're using Eventbrite for our um, ticket seller, and I know they have a waiting list option. So uh, definitely you're gonna wanna be there. It's gonna be so much fun. We're gonna have dessert, and so that's why I asked about the dessert. I don't know (laughs) if we can get that ice cream there, but uh, coffee and dessert and conversation and Q&A. There will be a, a way that you can ask a question as well, and I'd love to know when you sign up um, there's a place on there that you can tell who was your favorite author that made you want to come. But it's just going to be a wonderful time of Christmas encouragement and uh, from seven to nine that night and I hope we get to see you there. Um, so, Gabe, thank you so much for being on yeah. the Book Club Life Thanks for having me. and for all of your uh, work in this amazing novel um, and the whole series. Um, so, and, and for the rest of you, we'll see you on Patreon for the patrons of the show and everybody else. Head on over to Gabe's uh, social media and give her a follow. She's so much fun to follow. All right. Thank you. Bye. Happy reading. Thanks for joining today. If you could leave a starred review wherever you listen to the Book Club Life podcast, that would mean so much to me. Make sure you're subscribed and please subscribe on YouTube also. See you next time.